Welcome to Keys to Winning, a podcast where we talk about government contracting topics such as proposal development, business development, win strategies, and more. Keys to Winning, produced by AOC Key Solutions, a leading bid and proposal development firm, gives you a chance to learn from leaders and experts in their fields. I'm Raymond Thibodeau, today's host of Keys to Winning. On today's podcast, we talk about something not often mentioned in the how-tos of proposal management, and that is soft skills. By that I mean people skills, the personality traits, attitudes, and behaviors that help a manager get the most out of the team. And to help us with that is Jim McCarthy, founder of Key Solutions and someone who has spent more than 30 years in the federal contracting and proposal development industry. Jim, welcome to the podcast. In your experience, you know that managing a proposal is hard enough, but proposal managers who fail to engage effectively with their teams or are unreceptive to their team's input or even criticism make that process so much harder. Is this where soft skills come in? Absolutely, that's where they come in. I, I'd like to make one modification to your statement, though, about you, you use the term proposal manager, and I know that that is the term of the art in our business, but I believe what this what this business needs is proposal leaders. And if you began thinking about the difference between leadership and management, you'd find out that the soft skills really are what makes all the difference. And I would also say that criticism is part of the job and you know, you've heard it before. If you're not criticized, you're you're probably not doing what you're supposed to be doing. So I look forward to talking to you about the soft skills because I think there are many. So, you know, let's have at it. Given that developing a proposal has so many variables with teams of writers, SMEs, and all of them under this deadline pressure, what do you see as the most important of the soft skills for a proposal leader or manager? Well, I think the the, the number of soft skills is probably legion. So we probably have to narrow them down to just a couple critical few. I think the number one skill that's needed is that the proposal manager slash leader has to be the chief diplomat in the proposal center. You know, the arbiter among factions, somebody who is constantly looking for win-win scenarios and situations, and somebody who is tactful enough to be able to tell an author that its baby really is ugly, or its its masterpiece is not a Picasso. So I think that's the first major soft skill that's needed. Probably the second that I would talk about would be humility. That's a you know, kind of weird word. Who wants a humble proposal manager? But the facts are that that think somebody who is self-critical and who is always asking questions and is willing to admit mistakes, stand up to them that's going to earn the respect of the team and will make a difference in, a, in the long run. The third soft skill, I don't know what the right term might be, but I, I call it a telepath, somebody who is able to uh, read people's body language or facial expressions or voice tone and in general anticipate what is next, what has come up down the road, not this afternoon, but tomorrow or next week to always stay on, on front of it because I think that's another soft skill. And the fourth one, I would probably call it, I'm not sure the right term here either, but a confessor or maybe a psychiatrist, somebody who is willing to listen, let somebody just sort of let their steam off, uh, act as a pressure relief valve, uh, you know, and be attentive to what the, the, the message is that they're trying to tell you. 
And I think that those four skills go a long way to essentially dealing with the various variables that you described. That's interesting. And it's a very unique way to put that, judging from a lot of the lists that I've seen of uh, soft skills for uh, managers in general. But um, I I think there might be a a separate list that should be specific to proposal uh, managers or or leaders. So I I like those. With proposal development being so process-oriented, one would think a rigid kind of regimented uh, manager would would prosper in that kind of environment. But has that been true in your experience? Well, I think a rigid process-oriented person would definitely uh, survive and prosper in that type of environment. The problem is, is that we're talking about we want to win, not necessarily execute according to some uh, pre-prescribed uh, uh, directive or policy. And that's where I'm afraid that people who are very process-oriented forget what they're really there to do. They're there to win the contract, not necessarily to follow the process. And the minute that the process gets in the way of winning, I think it's time for the uh, leadership to uh, re tweak and uh, you know, sort of recast that particular uh, process because it is, it's not uh, helpful to winning. And I've seen, particularly in some big companies whose names I, I won't mention, the capture manager and leadership spend as much time filling out forms and doing briefings and PowerPoints than they do on actually deciding and helping this, uh, how to, you know, decide how to win. So, uh, yeah, People who are process-oriented would do well in a uh, in a very process-oriented environment. The problem is, is that's probably the wrong environment to win, if that answers your uh, question. Yeah, very much so. Uh, one of the soft skills mentioned most often when it comes to effective managers is the ability to listen. And I think you had, you had kind of touched on that with the confessor-slash-psychiatrist comment. And the idea is, is active listening. This might be an obvious question, but why is it so important for, for managers to listen? I mean, in the general setup, the managers are there to bark orders and others are supposed to listen to them. Yeah. Well, first of all, let me begin by saying in my experience, and it's just mine, that there's only one person in this world that I have to listen to all the time, and that's my wife. But let's leave that aside for a second <laughs> and talk about in a proposal my suggestion is that no one, no, no matter how brilliant they may think they are or how great they self-proclaim themselves to be, no one, no one, including the leadership and capture manager and proposal manager, has all the answers. It's more likely that you're going to find the right answers in a group of dedicated professionals focused on a particular task than one individual is going to be able to come up. So I think the notion that the proposal manager simply hands down on uh, stone tablets that this is the way it's going to be, I think is probably the wrong way of basically approaching it. And I would say that the more I, more experience I get, the older I get, the more I realize what I don't know. And I think that some of our younger peers and colleagues might benefit from a similar impression and, uh, and listen very actively, like you say. So it's, it's an important skill. And listening, of course, is more than just verbal. It's it's listening with your eyes and your ears and your heart uh, and trying to, what is the real message here? 
That's interesting. And part of that, it sounds from what you're saying is listening and and collaboration are are very bound together and that managers or leaders tend to also be good collaborators rather than authoritarians. There you go. I would would add to my list of soft skills, chief collaborator, as well as you know, as well as a chief diplomat. I think that's essentially the job. The job of the proposal manager or proposal leader or capture manager is to lead and to win. And the way you do that, frankly, is by making everyone on the team heroes so that when uh, when we win the contract, everybody takes credit for it. And, of course, unfortunately, when we lose a contract, then it's the leader who takes the blame and the responsibility. You know, in looking at uh, several lists of soft skills slash people skills are kind of interchangeable in, in some ways. But one of the traits that shows up is trustworthiness. And this means being transparent, being willing to admit mistakes. This strikes me as a difficult soft skill and different from the others, since we're not really in control of how others perceive us. Am I wrong about that? No, I think you're absolutely right. We can never in my view, uh, control how other people view us or think of us or regard us or anything like that. The best we can do is know that we can uh, at least try to control how we think about somebody else. But trustworthiness is a very essential element of uh, proposal winning and of proposal leadership. Basically, by trustworthy, I mean uh, not only somebody who is a truth teller and tells the truth, but one who is who meets commitments, uh, one who always has the team's back, if you will, and one who can dole out both praise and criticism when necessary. And of course, there's two types of criticism. There can be a destructive criticism meant to hurt or demean, but there can also be a positive criticism, which is meant to help and assist and grow. And, of course, the former has no place on a proposal. The latter is what the leader is looking for. That's interesting, and that leads me to the last question, and that really is about the ability to manage discipline, which I think is hard for a a lot of people. Let me set that up. Almost inevitably, at some point, employee performance issues or less than collegial behaviors crop up on any team, proposals or otherwise. I remember a specific example the colleague who would blurt out some off-color remarks that made others on the team wince or quietly retreat to their cubicles. It was incredibly counterproductive, and I'm sure many managers wish this wasn't even on their radar, having to deal with those types of issues. But why is it important for managers to maintain this this kind of standard of, of discipline amongst the team? Well, it goes to the trustworthiness that we just spoke about. But the facts are, proposals, I, I like to to liken them to performing work in a fishbowl on a schedule so that everybody's watching. And why it's important that there be this kind of discipline is that uh, there is a finite end date. That date is not flexible. It can't be moved. It's not up to you whether you want to make, you know, meet that date or not. It is a given, of course, unless the government changes it. There's really no room for free agents in, in a place where everybody has or speaks their own mind and it becomes a gaggle. Um, if you think about it, what would what just think of the disaster that would ensue if we put 10 world-class chefs in the kitchen and told them to go prepare a meal? Uh, the facts are that they were, there would be nothing but chaos. So sometimes it's, it's helpful and important to have a little bit of friction and exchange of ideas. 
And I would also think that it's very important to say that if you do otherwise, if you don't tolerate some kind of dissent or some kind of difference of opinion, then I believe that you uh, run the risk of creating this pressure vessel that will ultimately somehow, some way explode on you. So there are some differences in the proposal business, perhaps. Uh, not everybody is likable. Not everybody is a go-along. Not everybody even wants to be on the proposal team. After all, some of them are conscripts. But the facts are that if, you serve, if you're humble and if you are a confessor or psychiatrist willing to actively listen to people, let them blow off steam and release that pressure, then I think you can kind of make through it. But if in the end you can't and somebody's behavior or language or whatever is just simply intolerable or absolutely out of place in a business and professional environment, then I think... Winning basically requires you to uh, to remove that person, to dismiss them, reassign them somewhere else. This has been a really good conversation. Thank you for being on the podcast, Jim. Well, uh, Ray, you know you ask very good questions. They make us all think. It's a, it's a real pleasure. I'm Raymond Thibodeau, and this has been Keys to Winning from AOC Key Solutions Incorporated, or KSI a consulting firm that has helped companies across the country win billions of dollars in federal contracts. Learn more at www.aockeysolutions.com or follow us on LinkedIn. Be sure to subscribe for more podcasts in this series, and thank you for listening.